Hello, great to see you again, and welcome back to another installment of Go Beyond Numbers. I'm your host, Ryan Ruff, and we thank you so much for joining us here on the second installment of the show. If you missed episode one, I'd highly recommend traveling back and, and taking some time to listen through that episode. Tony and I had a great conversation surrounding the human capitals, these core principles that not only can positively impact your personal life, but also your business as well. So travel back, make sure you spend some time listening to that conversation. There's a lot of valuable information that we unpacked within that conversation. So, hey, but today we've got a different episode planned for you, a different topic that we're going to be diving into, the topic of the day, cue planning. This four-part planning process Tony has developed over time to ultimately, you know, help you with uh, these four key, you know, processes, and that's clarity, that's solutions, implementation, and ultimately management as well. We're going to unpack each of these, but hey, we've got the best guy to do it, Mr. Tony Rose. Let's go ahead and bring him on. Hey, Tony, how, do you, how are you doing today? Hi, Ryan. How are you? It's nice to be with you again. Absolutely. Great to have you back. You know, uh, we had a great conversation surrounding the human capitals. Here we are talking queue planning today. Hey, there's no better place to start than what is it? Why don't we have you kind of give us an overview on on your thought process behind queue planning? What is it and what did you mean by it when you first created it? Sure. Let, you know, let, let me uh, actually go back to the first episode. Okay. Remember, we talked about the concept of structural capital. Mm -hmm. the way you do things. Well, several years ago, over 20 years ago now, I was looking for a way for us to do things at our practice, Rose Snyder Jacobs, that would be a dependable, repeatable process that has positive outcomes. And in fact, that's the goal of any structural capital system, to have a repeatable process that has a positive outcome. I read an author whose name was Scott Fithian. Unfortunately, he died at a very early age of cancer, but he left us a process that is uh, 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 building upon uh, a process that was created by Renaissance back in the late 80s to help development officers raise money for charities, funny enough. And it was a system where he called it the planning horizon. And it had to do with getting information and then creating a process and implementing steps. And through that process, he had four quadrants. He had four sections to his process, which I coined the term quadrant planning because it's a circular sequential process for doing effective planning and effective communication. So it actually has two roles. It, it actually has to do with deciding what you're going to do and then doing it. And over the years, I've improved it and we use it in our practice now. Tony, it's, it's interesting to hear you, you mentioned, you know, it's, it, it helps you with multiple things. It's a four part process. This sounds like this can be applied to a lot of your, you know, your the decisions that you make in your personal life. But where does it pertain to, and why is it crucial within business as a whole? Any business has to have the way they do things. They have to decide how they're going to get things done. Mm -hmm. My process sort of isolates uh, each section of a planning process from thinking about what you're going to do to actually deciding whether what you did actually gets it done. So it's really circular. And as an accountant, I like sequential 
in that it goes from one part to another part to another part that moves you along a continuum of a process to accomplish and bring value to your underlying customers. So I think quadrant planning is really good for individuals, but I think it's incredibly important and can be incredibly useful for anybody in any business of any size. Oh man, talk about valuable information. I mean, Tony, I know the human capitals we discussed were capitals and these core principles that could be applied to, yes, both personal and professional lives. Sounds like Q planning can certainly be utilized for that as well. So in in incorporating this, you know, quadrant planning process into your own life, you know, uh, how did you, you know, where, where did you have that light bulb moment? And, and you realized, wow, this really clicks. It makes sense. Uh, it's easy to work through. You know, ultimately, how'd you come up with this and ultimately implement it into your own life? For many, many years, I heard people say, you have to do great planning. You have to do great planning. My problem was, is I didn't know what great planning was. And I didn't know how planning related to actually getting things done. See, you can plan stuff and plan stuff and plan stuff, but never do anything. And if you do something, you may not hit the target. You know, what's that old saying about if you shoot a gun and if you're one degree off, the bullet goes miles off your target? How do you decide what target you want, how to get to that target, and then whether you've hit it or not? And that's what quadrant planning offers a, a look into, uh, an opportunity to be uh, somewhat process-oriented. It doesn't have to be something you do. It could be something that your team members do with you. But it's it makes it possible, if you use a baseball term, instead of going from home plate to third base, you go from home plate to first base, to second base, to third base. Sure, there's a sequential order of things. I, I'd like to get into that order, to, into these four quadrants. The first being clarity, clarity as a whole. Could you walk us through what clarity means when, you know, in respect to this process as a whole? So you can't get any place unless you know where you want to go. I talk about in my speeches about the red dot theory. Mm -hmm. I didn't develop that theory. In fact, I've developed nothing. All this is taking smart people's ideas and putting them together in a different way. So the red dot theory. Think about when you go to a mall and you go to the mall's parking structure. You go up the elevator to the elevator lobby and you walk out of the mall and generally the first thing you see is a map. That map says you are here. The problem is knowing that you're here, unless you're just browsing, doesn't get you any place. Now, if I want to go to a certain department store, there's a big department store chain called Nordstrom's. If I want to go to Nordstrom's and I see where Nordstrom's is on the map and I understand where I am, I am here, that map tells me where to go. So the first quadrant, clarity, is understanding where you want to go and where you are now, two parts, where you wanna go and where you are now. 
So that is sort of, if you think about the, what is it, the five W's or four W's, uh, who, what, when, where, why, and how, um, the, the, the parts of, of, of the, that, that saying, we're talking about the why, which I think is very important. I think we talked about the why in the first episode a little bit. Mm -hmm. uh, I think we're going to talk about the what. And we're actually going to talk about the when. Uh, the, the who and the how is for another quadrant. Sure. So that's so move, right. And, and moving beyond clarity, then comes solutions. This is probably yeah. the, the juicy one, if you will. Everybody wants to have the solution to solve whatever the problem or task is at hand. So walk us through the solutions quadrant. So the solutions quadrant is really the who and the how you're going to get something done. Mm -hmm. If you remember, it's not important to know how you're going to get things done if you have the right who that knows how. That's a concept that Dan Sullivan and Ben Hardy, a very noted author, authors, uh, have written about very recently uh, in a book called uh, Who Not How. If When I need to get something done and I know what I want in terms of an outcome, oftentimes me doing it myself is actually the worst way to accomplish it. The best way to accomplish it is to have someone who knows how to get me there do it. You don't go to an airport expecting yourself to drive an airplane. You expect the pilot to know how to get you there. But the pilot can't get you there unless you know where you want to go. So maybe the, the destination is the what. But the pilot and the airliner is the who and the how. Sure, sure. So, so moving to the third quadrant, then into implementation, I would imagine who plays a little bit of a role within implementation as well. But uh, could you care to give us an overview on this side of things? Well, you got to know what you want to do. You got to know how you're going to do it. And then you actually have to do it. And when you think about a horizon, if, if you think about the thinking about how you get things done is clarity. And what you're going to do is the solution, is, is an active, it's an active step. You're actually figuring out what it is you're going to do. When you move over to that third quadrant, implementation, you actually have to now execute and do it. So the execution, the, the execution phase is really a matter of doing something and making sure you continue going along that road. Using that airplane as an example, I want to fly across cross country. Let's say I want to go to Atlanta. I get on the airplane at Los Angeles International Airport. I have an airplane that's being steered, operated by a pilot, and we start moving across country. Now, that pilot needs to understand if he's slightly or she's slightly off course. They ain't going to be in Atlanta. They might go to Mobile. They might go up to New York. They need to understand as they're going along that route mm -hmm. that they're actually getting to the outcome that they want to get to. 
and make course adjustments along the way. That's what Quadrant 3 stands for. Quadrant 3 says implement. Get it done, but get it done in a right way. So I love that this the final quadrant here, Tony, is management. You know, I, I almost would think that management might even be, you know, right after clarity and two before we get into solutions. How come it's the fourth quadrant and, and what all does management entail? Management is an evaluation of where you got to after you created your clarity, decided on your solution, and then actually implemented it. Did I actually get to Atlanta? Did I land off course? Once I got to Atlanta, did I decide that, oh, that probably wasn't where I wanted to go in the first place? Maybe I need to go ahead and start another quadrant planning process to get to a different outcome. Implementation, uh, 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 a management we also call sustainability, is the outcome that we anticipated the outcome we're going to need forever, for a little time, for a long time. Unless you evaluate where you are, then you don't know whether you got to where you meant to go and whether being there is where you want to stay. In fact, what we think of in the quadrant planning process is that it's an ascending circle. You And actually, we, I have decided that you don't start with quadrant one. You start with quadrant four, management of where you are today. So going back to the red dot theory, Ryan, I, I think the red dot theory, you are here, is actually the a quadrant four. Sure, sure. Knowing where you want to go is actually quadrant one. Hmm. So I am here now based on the result I got from my implementation that was created by my solution from where I thought I wanted to go. And now I need to decide where I want to go next. And in everybody's business and in everybody's life, there's always a next always a next. Well, I love that you brought up everybody because, Hey, that's, that's, we're going beyond the numbers. We're talking, you know, concepts and principles that apply to everybody on this show. Quadrant planning, obviously one of those processes that applies to everybody. So how can I use it? You know, if I'm listening, I'm watching, I'm in the audience and I'm thinking, okay, this all makes sense. Now, how do I incorporate it in my life? How do they go about that? So I, I think there's two ways that you can appropriately use quadrant planning, both in a doing way and in a communication way. If I am the owner of a business, I can be aware of going through this process with the people on my team, or even if I'm working alone solo, understanding what resources you have. That's part of the clarity. Understanding how you want to deploy those resources is part of the clarity. Then understanding, uh, and maybe the how drips into the quadrant two, because how is mostly a quadrant two concept, deciding what of many choices of how you want to get to where you want to go, there are. You want to go on an airplane. You want to go on a train. You want to drive. You want to go on roller skates, whatever. And, and so you can go through this quadrant planning process for yourself, for your team members, with your clients. We use it with clients 
In fact, we just did a quadrant planning discussion with a very important client of ours and, and that client's spouse, where we discussed where they wanted to go using a process called DOS, which is a Dan Sullivan concept, similar to something people may have heard of the term SWOT, uh, SWOT analysis or DOS, dangers, opportunities, and strengths, evaluating where they are and what they wanted to do, where they wanted to get. And then we thought about the obstacles of them getting, the gaps that they have between where they are now and where they want to go. And then, and now we're in the implementation process. We decided what we were going to do. And now we're in the implementation process and actually helping this client bridge those gaps and get to where they want to go. Once we get done with that process, we'll start the process all over again. It might take us a year to get to where we want to go. So you can use that for a business. You can use that as an individual. Mm -hmm. And actually, you don't even have to use it at all if you understand the importance of understanding where you are, where you want to go, and if you got there or not. So you could develop your own process. I'm actually advocating that everyone figure out how they're going to do something and then do it. Now, if it works, that's terrific. And if it doesn't work in a funny way, that's terrific too, because it tells you how to, how to modify, how to change the way you're behaving. What's that old, that old talk about insanity? You know, doing something repeatedly, expecting a different outcome? Well, you can evaluate in quadrant four where you got in that process. And if it's not where you want to be, you can talk about how to aim that gun differently. And that's the importance of any kind of structural capital process that works. You don't have to use Tony Rose's quadrant planning. You can use your own, but you want to use something. In fact, I'm pleading with everyone, try it, try it. You're going to be surprised. Mm -hmm. And it may not come out with the results you exactly want, but you're going to find out that you're going to be better than you ever have been before by employing something. So in employing something like that, Tony, you know, I, I can see how this process can certainly be incorporated in a personal life, you know, a bigger business for those that might be, you know, the CEO or the founder of a smaller business, a smaller entity, maybe there's not as many who's to get these jobs done. Uh, and it's it, a lot fall, a lot of pressure falls on, on maybe one or two individuals for a smaller business. How, you know, does this process still apply to them? Are they able to ultimately infuse that into a small business dynamic? I think even small businesses have the opportunity to find who's mm -hmm. in, in a small business's life. They need other advisors and other help. It might start with a very smart friend that you, you, you uh, compensate in the way that you can compensate it. I know no small business whose expenditures on finding the right who is not less expensive than the cost of doing things wrong. So I do believe that there's that saying by, I, I think it was Supreme Court Judge Leonard Hand, that, that an attorney that represents himself has a fool for a client. 
There are certain things that a small business really needs to have outside help to do. And there's many, many different price ranges for outside help. You don't have to hire me at a huge dollar an hour to find a competent tax preparer. You can find a much less expensive tax preparer if all you want is tax preparation. I only have to do one thing, give you one idea that makes you tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars to pay for myself, even though I might be perceived as a very expensive professional to hire. So you never know. You need to make investments in yourself. You, know, you end up having a store and, and your, your shelves are bare. You have customers come in and there's nothing for them to choose from. You're going to be out of business. So you have to invest in inventory. I urge people to invest in an inventory of ideas. Now, you can do that by reading, by, by, by going to the internet, buying books, that tell you and give you new wisdom. There is no small business that can't afford to buy a book on running a business smarter because those books are in the $10 to $25 or $30 range. Sure. If you don't have that kind of money, then you shouldn't be in business. <laughs> but every small business can get wisdom, maybe starting with books, maybe by joining a chambers of commerce where they have discussion groups. Mm -hmm. There are resources you have, but you need to want it. You need to reach for it. If you don't reach for it, it's not going to come to you. You cannot open up a store and not advertise that you exist and expect people to trip over you and come in. Mm -hmm. So you have to go out and find that knowledge. One of the things that's easy for me to do is I'm always curious and how I got to quadrant planning, because I was curious about how I could do better and more effective work for my clients and bring my clients better value. And from that, to help myself, I was able to bring that help to the other clients, other professionals, other team members, and other friends in my life. And so that's, so you start small, do it tiny, but you can do it. You know, Tony, I love that you mentioned resources because, hey, that's ultimately what this show is. It's meant to be lessons, processes, you know, strategic elements that can be incorporated into personal, professional life. So that's what we're trying to achieve here on the show. But you also mentioned books and how that can be a really great resource for small business. You know, somebody just looking how to evaluate their business or their personal life. Again, books being a great resource. And I love that you brought that up because I do want to touch on a book that you wrote, Say Hello to the Elephants, The Four Steps for Immediate Clarity, Solving Problems, and Moving in turbulent times. Tony, could you talk with me a little bit today about this book in particular? I love the name, Say Hello to the Elephants. Where did the name originate and, and really just the inspiration behind the book itself? Sure, Ryan. Uh, I've always been intrigued with the term elephants in the room. For those of you that don't know what elephants in the room are, is those that concept that there are often very big issues that no one actually ever talks about in their business life and in their personal life. So say hello to the elephants is to discover what those elephants are and then be able to reduce those into mouses. And so the say hello to the elephants concept is by getting using quadrant planning, 
you can not only identify the big issues that you need to solve in your life, but understand how to move from those big issues to what the outcomes that you'd like to have as a result of getting rid of those issues and how to get there. And that and, and that's how I got onto that title. And what I attempted to do was write down my understanding with my wonderful editor, Jocelyn Baker, of how you go about reducing those elephants and making the elephants actually a positive in your business or in your life. You know, if there was one takeaway, just one, obviously we want people to go, you know, pick up a copy of the book that we want them to read through, absorb that knowledge. If there was one takeaway that you could share with us from the book that you would want to leave our listeners with today, Tony, what would that, what would that be? I, I think the one chapter that has had the most meaning to me amongst a lot of chapters that all have meaning to me, so don't get me wrong, right? Is, is that the chapter on trusted advisors and creating team members that are important to you is a very, very important concept. There's an author by the name of David Meister who wrote about professional services firm with his partner, Mr. Green, and and uh, I think it's David Green. And, and he talks about how you measure the effectiveness of your relationship with the people, the who's in your life. And I think that's a really great chapter to have. And if, if you take nothing away from my book, but understanding the importance of the relationship you have with the who's in your life, that, that would be a really good chapter to read in my book. Well, that being said, you know, where can someone who's listening to this, they're intrigued by the information, the book as a whole, where could they go about accessing a copy of this book? Well, in fact, because we want you to get value from these videos, we're offering you a free download of the book on our website, gobeyondnumbers.com. And if you go to that website, you can get a download of the book and read any and all parts of the book if you want. Now, in truth, I'm going to be rewriting the book with some of the new wisdoms that I gained after that book was written. For example, starting with the fourth quadrant in the process instead of the first quadrant is something a little newer that we've come to realize over the years after writing the book. So we're going to be updating some of this stuff in the future. But I think I love the book as it's written now. And I think that free download on gobeyondnumbers.com would be really important and of value to everybody. Well, yeah, thank you for, for doing that, Tony. Obviously, we want to continue to provide great resources for those that are joining us on this show as a not only a thank you but also you know hey we want to see people succeed in their personal lives their professional lives so really appreciate you jumping on with us to talk about this any final thoughts uh, you know for today's episode in regards to you know the quadrant planning process as a whole tony understand that the quadrant planning process came from my seeking to be better at what i'm doing I think it's important for everyone to continue to seek, buy books, talk to people, listen to broadcasts like this, and understand that you can know more than you know now and create better results in the future. Quadrant planning is about that.
All right. Well, hey, Tony, thank you so much for taking some time out of your day to join us today on the podcast. And uh, we're looking forward to the next episode already. I'm looking forward to it too, Ryan. Thanks a lot. All righty. And hey, look, we want to thank you, our audience, our viewers, for joining us on today's episode. If you liked what you saw, you like what you heard, please feel free to like, comment, share, you know, share this information with your friends and family. You know, we want this information to be as beneficial as we can for your personal life, your professional life as well. So don't hesitate to, you know, travel back, listen to past episodes, share the new ones that are coming out. We'd love to have you, you know, be a part of this show uh, and benefit from the information overall. So for Tony Rose, I'm Ryan Ruff saying so long and we thank you so much for joining us on today's edition of go beyond numbers